What is going on, Cultivate family? I hope you're all doing good wherever it is that you're listening to this from. I hope you've all had a great time during the holidays. If you celebrate, whatever you do do to celebrate. This is the last podcast episode of the year, which is awesome. I'm excited about this one. I got told this year by one of my mentors, if you want to be in the top 1% of podcasters, you have to upload 21 episodes. But 90% of podcasts that are started don't go past the first episode. 9% don't go past 20 episodes. Only 1% make it to 21. And here we are, the 25th episode. I started the podcast 25 weeks ago and we haven't missed a week and you've all been here for the ride. So whether you've been listening since day one or this is the first time you've actually listened to an episode, Thank you so much. I appreciate it massively. Thousands of you tuned in to Cultivate this year from like 34 different countries, which I find incredible. So just before we get into the main topic for today, I just want to send a bunch of appreciation to all of you. And I'm really excited to see what Cultivate turns into in 2024. So today we're going to be talking about impactful lessons that I learned in 2023. There is 10 of them that I have for you. And when I was writing out everything I learned in 2023, I also did a bit of a Fuzz Culture Club 2023 wrapped. So I'm going to hit you with some great fun facts about my 2023. I drank approximately 700 cups of coffee, but it's definitely probably more. I did 291 workouts. I went for 587 dog walks approximately. I completed one nutrition certification. I made 310 Instagram posts and I somehow managed to come out of the year with two ankle injuries throughout. Now, moving on to my clients, I coached 201 people between Fuzz Culture Club and Superhuman memberships. I supported 10 people with their top surgery recovery. I trained six people for competitions. My one-to-one clients completed over 2,860 workout sessions. And my one-to-one clients collectively lifted an average of 8,500,080. I have no idea how to say that number. Basically 8.5 million kilograms, which translates to 1.25 million raccoons or 268,000 golden retrievers, or 165,000 penguins. So yeah, what a year it's been. A big shout out to the FCC and Superhuman Gang. You are the reason I get to do what I do, which is so fucking cool. All right, enough of that. That was my 2023 wrapped in very silly statistics. Let's get into lessons learned in 2023. Now, when I sat down to write and think about every lesson I learned in 2023 that was really meaningful and impactful. These are lessons that I've learned from my mentors, from my clients, from just figuring out life. And I guess by sharing them with you today, I want you to feel fired up for what you're going to do with your life in 2024, because I know that I love that feeling as well. I hope these light a fire inside of you and make you feel awesome about what you want to achieve next year. So lesson number one, Nailing the basics is ridiculously underrated. As humans, we always tend to look for the quick fix. But then when we stop and think, am I actually nailing the basics? Am I getting enough sleep? Am I eating well? 
Am I drinking enough water? Am I moving my body? How are my stress levels? All the things on this podcast that we've talked about this year that I've labeled as things that people think are unsexy, they're so underrated. If you're not feeling great right now, just ask yourself, are you nailing the basics? Because a lot of the time this year with myself, when I had to sit and ask myself that when I wasn't feeling good, the answer was that I wasn't nailing them. And being self-aware of that will serve you really, really well going forward. Number two, off the back of the last podcast I posted, there will never be better action than imperfect action. So always take it. Doing things imperfectly is awesome and will always get you closer to where you want to be. So if you haven't listened to my podcast on imperfect action that I released last week, definitely get that one queued up because it's really easy for us to have that all or nothing mindset and want to do everything perfectly. But the reality of it is doing it messily and imperfectly is the key to actually being able to move forward with it because otherwise you stop taking action at all. Leading into my third lesson of 2023, being really, really good at failing will get you far closer to your goals. I failed a lot this year. The number one lesson I learned this year about business is getting comfortable with failures, trying things that don't work and learning from them and then hopping on to the next thing. And I think this can apply to literally everything. In the gym, working on our nutrition, working on our stress, our sleep, our mindset, working on our basic well-being, we'll fail a lot, we'll try a lot of things that don't work. But if we don't get good at accepting those failures or get good at taking a risk that might result in a failure, we're never gonna get closer to where we wanna be. So being really good at failing is awesome. Number four, another lesson from a podcast I did this year. Practicing the power of taking a pause will positively impact every decision you make for the rest of your life. Now, I talk about with my clients using a pause a lot before we act on impulse. This is mostly a tool that we use for working on food relationship, but it can actually be attached to everything. Taking a pause before you make a big decision. Taking a pause before you act on impulse taking a pause before you make a choice that's going to impact your mindset for the day. A pause is so, so powerful to the point where I got it tattooed on my wrist with my mate Sophia this year because we bang on about it so much to our clients. Learning to practice that pause will impact every decision you make in your life and it's wicked. Lesson number five, Knowing what's holding you back from doing the things you want to do is the difference between being able to execute them consistently and giving up when it gets hard. If there's something that you want to do, like be consistent in the gym three or four times a week, if you don't know what's stopping you from being able to do that, then there is a much bigger chance that you're going to give up when it gets hard. But if you know the thing that stands between you and getting to the gym three times a week is the fact that you put all your workouts off for the end of the week. So you know that getting one in at the start of the week means you're more likely to execute them consistently. If you know what your barriers are towards the thing that you want to do, it means that when those barriers arise, you've got a plan. You've got a plan to figure out how to get past them. And without that insight into what part of executing the thing you want to do is challenging, it's so easy to just be like, ah, fuck it, I won't do that anymore. 
Lesson number six, a very fresh one for me this year. Neurodiversity can be as much, if not more so, a superpower than it can be a hindrance. The way I've grown up, a lot of people have spoken about being neurodiverse, more specifically for me having ADHD as a negative. It was always pictured as a negative. But this year, I've learned from lots of different people and from exploring my own neurodiversity that it can very much be a superpower. You can harness it in ways that benefits you. And while it can be frustrating and it can make certain tasks harder, it can also be a really, really awesome thing. And going down the route of having my ADHD diagnosis this year, I learned so much about my behaviours. And by learning more about why I am like this, why I do things like this due to my neurodiversity, it's allowed me to almost turn them into a little bit of a superpower. And I've had a lot of chats with people this year about them doing exactly the same. So that's lesson number six. Lesson number seven, no matter how bad things get, there's always something you can do. Things are always figure outable, which isn't a word, even if that means that you have a less than ideal solution for something. So for me, getting injured twice this year in the same part of my body meant there was a lot of things I couldn't do. But the reframe of that for me was focusing on all the stuff that I could do. And when I fractured my ankle a couple of weeks ago, I felt like everything was just becoming more and more impossible for my training goals. But then once I sat with that, allowed myself time to sit on it and wallow, have a bit of a cry, I realized that I can literally just reframe this and focus on all of the things that I can do. And I got in the gym the next day and I cracked on. Things are always figure outable, even if it's not the ideal solution. There's always something that we can do. My next lesson is all about habits because I talk about habits so much with my clients. And habits has become a bit of a buzzword within the health and well-being world. But when we actually break them down, what I learned was habits are literally just behaviors and we can't expect them to fall into place without showing up and working at them daily. And I think currently habits are being romanticized as this thing that will just fall into place eventually. But because they're actually behaviors and we have to change our behaviors to do them, we have to show up and work at them daily or they're not going to fall into place. And this goes hand in hand with imperfect action because we're not going to be able to show up every day all the time. So flipping habits on their head, let's just think of them as behaviors. We won't do those behaviors unless we show up and work on them. Lesson number nine, if we own every decision we make with intent and purpose, it's far easier to not give into our negative mental chatter on the days when that's really loud in our minds. If we make a decision to not go to the gym, because we don't feel well and our body is crying out for a rest day, we might have a little bit of mental chatter making us feel guilty or shaming us for that. But if we own that decision and we say, I'm listening to my body and my body needs rest, then the purpose for taking that rest day is there. And we're not letting that mental chatter get in the way of that decision. That's just an example. But every decision we make, if it's intentional and it has purpose behind it, I definitely found that a lot less mental negative chatter gets in the way. I talk about with my clients a lot about knowing what their whys are. If you know what your why is, it's really, really easy to take action because you know the thing that's going to get you closer to it. It has purpose and it has intent, which is why in Fuzz Culture Club, I spend a lot of time making sure 
that all of the actions my people take, they know what the reason is. I'm not just telling them what to do. We're working on it together and together we figure out what the intent and purpose is for doing everything, whether that's in the gym, whether that's with nutrition, whether that's with working on our approach to things like that, our mindset. Now, the final lesson, maybe the deepest one, I guess, in a sense, and something that I guess I've slowly been unraveling in my own brain the last couple of years is as you start to become the person that you want to be, it's going to take work to sustain that. And if you're not enjoying that work, that process, we should definitely be asking ourselves, do we really want to be that person? And I think a lot of the time we all have this idea in our mind of what the perfect version of us looks like. And when we start to become that person, we start to understand the work that's involved to be that person constantly. And if that doesn't go in line with our morals and our values, then do we really want to be that person? Identity is something that's so important, especially to queer and trans folk. It's something that we have to figure out and unravel our whole lives. And sometimes we go down one path and realize it isn't the right one. And I think a lot of the time it's easy to feel like you've wasted time or maybe that mental chatter creeps in and shames you and says you've wasted your time exploring a certain path or leaning into an identity that you thought you wanted to be. But if you're not enjoying that process, it's absolutely okay to start again. It's okay to say, this is not a thing that's in line with what I value, so I don't want to be that person. It's okay to figure that out at any point in the year, not just the new year. So those are my 10 lessons from 2023. What are the lessons that you all learned this year? I would absolutely love to hear them. Please send me a DM on Instagram. I think this year for me, I learned a lot about myself, but I also learned a lot about running a business on my own terms and making sure that I don't lose myself in the fitness industry, which I think can be really easy. And I think there was a month or so where I really did lose myself a little bit and then had to check myself and come back to all of my key values with Fuzz Culture Club. So I really did a 180 on things this year. But another year running Fuzz Culture Club is another year of knowing how I can help and support people that have felt wronged and let down by the health and well-being and fitness industry every day. And that's always going to be the mission for me for sure. Now, as we head into 2024, if anybody is wanting to have a chat with me about coaching this year, I've got a couple of slots left for a mid-January start or an end-of-January start. So if you would like to take one of those two slots, just fill in the form in the show notes so you can DM me on Instagram and let's have a chat about what you want out of 2024. Now, for those of you that aren't sure, I've got the perfect thing for you. I made all of my one-to-one -one clients and all of the superhuman crew a 2023 review and 2024 goal setting form. It allows you to get real with yourself about what you achieved in 2023, what the wins were, what the successes were, no matter how small. But it also allows you to think about what didn't go so well or the things that you really wanted to do but didn't quite get round to. So this year I've decided to get everybody involved on the action, even if you don't work with me, even if you're not a member of Superhuman or my one-to-one -one family. If you go to the link in the show notes, you can fill in that form. 
and set some cool, meaningful goals for the year, whether that's in your personal or professional life or whether that's from a fitness or well-being point of view. So I hope you all have an amazing new year and I'm really excited for what 2024 brings for all of us. Take it easy, Cultivate Family. I'm out.